Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I am one of your hosts, Precious D. And I am one of your hosts, Honey Bee. And today we are discussing Destroy All Monsters. Or as I call it, Destroy One Monster. <laughs> oh, man. I, I was really disappointed with the amount of monsters that are in this film. I was like, oh, my gosh. When I start seeing everybody coming out. We're seeing all the monsters, and I was like, yeah, this is going to be so good. Like, so many monster fights. I was, like, gearing up for it, and I was a little disappointed with the action in this movie. Yeah, there's a lot of people just standing around, or monsters standing around watching. <laughs> yeah! It, it kind of, it and only kind one of, a of them bummer. is actually destroyed. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. Destroy one monster. It's from 1968. It's in color, 88 minutes, directed by our man Ishiro Honda, with music by Akira Ifakube, though a lot of the music seems reused from previous movies. And it looks like this lost money, at least in the beginning, because the budget is 200 million yen and the box office is only 170 million yen it doesn't uh surprise me that this lost money at all it's still a lot of money they just spent more than that <laughs> you know if it had been a budget of one of the previous movies they would have they would have hauled in a good take uh the featured monsters are almost everybody from previous toho monster movies there's no frankensteins but and there's no uh mantises gymantis but there's Godzilla and Rodan, Anguirus, Mothra, Gorosaurus, Spiga, Spiga, Manda, and Baragon, and Manila. And I think that's everybody. I said Rodan, didn't I? Yes. And King and King Ghidorah. And isn't isn't baby baby Godzilla also? That's Manila. Manila. Oh yeah. Oh. Uh, yes, son of God. They Tragic. just call him son of Godzilla. Look, it's Godzilla. No, it's the son of Godzilla. So, yeah, this is a big battle royale that was maybe at some point meant to be the the wrap-up, the conclusion of the Godzilla universe. And yet, they did seem to leave it way wide open for a sequel. So, I don't know if that was ever really <laughs> anybody's intention or they were just trying to drum up some excitement well, they definitely drummed up some excitement. I was really, 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 <laughs> really excited for this film. Oh. I know. Okay, so uh, I did actually take a lot of notes on this one, so let's get into it. We start out at the UN Science Community Spaceport number 2 in the far future year of 1999. <laughs> tiny toy rockets, tiny toy cars, you know, yes. you guys get it. And we have our daily spacecraft to the moon. This was made in 1968, the same year we went to the moon, released in August. And they thought by the distant future year of 1999, there would be daily trips to the moon. Sadly, 
there are not. Wah, wah, wah. And then there's something about an underwater base mm-hmm. that other times is referred to as an underground base. Very like deep blue sea, like underwater, like aquatica, like underwater database. It's somewhere in the Ogasawara Island chain, but they just refer to it as Ogasawara Island. And they also call it Monster Land, but it is also referred to, I don't know if this is in the Japanese version. It seems to be commonly referred to as Monster Island, but in the dub we've watched, it was just called Monster Land, mm-hmm. which makes it sound like an amusement park. Was yours dubbed? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Mine wasn't dubbed. Mine was just oh, um, subtitles. You were watching it on HBO? Yeah. Yeah, oh, ladies and gentlemen, this movie's available on HBO Max. I believe I was watching it on my Blu-ray, and I chose the English dub so that I could take notes more easily. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I watched the Japanese. What the do they sub- call it? The sub- Monster Land. Monster Land, okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, Monster Land or Monster Island. The authorities, whoever, have gathered all the monsters in the world and put them <laughs> on this one island and restricted them to their own little zones and they have special controls to confine them to their zones so they can roam about freely to an extent but if they try and go past a border some gas or a magnetic wall or something like that will come yeah. up and drive each, them back each fence is made for each monster's instincts so whatever monster's instincts like trigger that response it's going to be different for each monster. Each barrier is a little bit different, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. But they assure us that the monsters all have plenty to eat. And we see Rodan eating a dolphin like he's a giant yeah. seagull. Scoop it up. <laughs> Rodan had like quite the comeback in this movie because, you know, there was a movie there where he wasn't in it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, like where there was a few monsters in it, but he wasn't. And um I feel like he really got a lot of like his glory back in this movie because there was so many really great animals, and the dolphin was one of them. Nah. Oh, I should say that Akira Kubo plays Captain Katsuo Yamabe. Jun Tazaki is Dr. Yoshido. Yukiko Kobayashi is Koyoko Manabe. Yoshi Tsuchiya is Dr. Otani. Andrew Hughes is Dr. Stevenson who is dressed very formally throughout the movie. He looks like he just came back from a wedding in every scene that he's in. <laughs> he's in like a morning coat, tailcoat thing. Kayoko Ai as the queen of the Kilox. Kenji Sahara, yay! As yay! Nishikawa, the moon base commander. And those are all the main actors. And then we have Haru Nakajima as Godzilla, Baragon, and military advisor. So I guess he was on, his face was on camera oh. at some point. Hiroshi oh, yeah. Sakita as Angiris Gorosaurus and Doctor in Hospital. Marchin the Dwarf as Manila. That's how he's billed. Hiroshi Nagaki as Rodan and Susumu Utsumi as King Ghidra. So there you go. Oh yeah, I I thought the monsters looked great in this film. <laughs> the monsters look good. Godzilla's movement is really good in this film. I love how he's always like throwing his hands up, like fight me. <laughs> uh, a helicopter enters the underground base. This is where I'm saying they said it's underwater, but then he enters it through the ground. 
and it's a new employee maybe kyoko gets a call from her moon boyfriend katsuo her moon boyfriend <laughs> and he says something about moon monsters but then we don't actually see any do we well, he doesn't really get to say what he wants to because he's too busy, like, flirting that by the time that he needs to actually say something important, the shit has already hit the fan. And he's, like, they and they, like, lose connection. Okay. But, yeah, he's speculating that what if there's monsters there. Maybe there's monsters up here on the moon. They mention that Dr. Yoshida yep. is in Tokyo. And then there's some alarms. The control apparatus is out of order. And there's gas in the lab or the headquarters uh-huh. or whatever the base and all over the island and all communication is cut off and then we cut to a un meeting about it and they're trying to communicate but there's some kind of jamming going on that must be deliberate but who and then i wrote landslide yeah we kind of see like this monster kind of like uh, kind of breaking through the land, but we never, we don't really get to see the monster. We just got to get to kind of see this landslide for a second, and then we get a little snippet of someone saying that Rodan has attacked in Moscow. Yeah, the news just somehow breaks into their meeting to mm-hmm. tell us that Rodan's in Moscow, and somebody's in Paris. Baragon, maybe? The monster from the depths. Beiping? Mothra is in Beiping. I first wrote Beijing, but then it sounded like they were saying Beiping, but maybe that's the same place. I don't know. Manda is in London. Baragon's and in Mothra Paris. as baby Mothra. Yes, she's in her I was larval form. That she's, she's little larva. She's in her larval form throughout the movie. Don't know why. Mm-hmm. Don't know why they decide sometimes to do that and not have her transform. And Godzilla is now in New York City. He's in the Big Apple. Yeah, he'll be back here again at some point. The press drills uh, the UN doctor, Yoshida, and he says something about a typhoon 20 years ago. I don't remember what that was about. And says that we know nothing. (laughs) (laughs) We know nothing but go to Monsterland and go underground and go. (laughs) And they want to know why Tokyo wasn't attacked because all the other big cities were, but Tokyo was not. Don't you worry, Tokyo. We will be getting to you. Your time will come. And then, what did I write here? Moon something, moon something, SY3, what is it called? It's a ship. What? The spaceship. The spaceship. I wrote down something. Is it Moonlight? Moonlight SY3. Headquarters is calling the spaceship. That's what the spaceship is called. Mm -hmm. They're calling Moonlight SY3 to return to base. And then a UFO is spotted. It's sort of a black... glowing it's both black and glowing flying saucer and the un wants the moon guys to return and land at monster island underground and find out what creature has overtaken the control center so that um i don't know what they mean by creature there do they think one of the monsters is taking control i'm not sure if they think it's a monster controlling it or not and then i wrote that kyoko is acting weird yeah uh dr otami cooperate oh she orders i think the aliens take over her mind and uh watch control monster i don't know what the hell i've written here i think we see that the aliens have taken over kyoko and she uh orders dr otami to cooperate and then we see uh mothra wreck a train 
and Godzilla yep. roars and wrecks a boat, and Rodan wrecks a missile, and then the aliens say that we can call them back if we want. Uh, introduced to the inventor. Yeah, he's like, they were like, we can call him back, and he's like, we can't trust you, you freed the monsters. And they're like, well, we didn't exactly free them. Let me show you. They are being remote controlled, see? And then we uh, are introduced to, to the inventor of the control, a lady in a sparkly silver outfit. Yes. She claims that we are not your enemy. We're building a new scientific civilization and sacrifice is necessary. And they are from Kelak in made up a stand in the asteroid belt. They don't say asteroid belt, but somebody says there's many small planets between Mars and Jupiter, which is the asteroid belt. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she's got a force field. They try to shoot her and stuff, but she has a force field. She does not explain at all. It's, why this sacrifice is necessary why why in order to build a, a scientific civilization we just have to have monsters go wreck some cities yeah it's really strange and the way she tells talks about the civilization like it's very technology based um but yeah then she doesn't that's all she says it's a technology based yeah. civilization I thought it was really funny, though, when she, like, has this force field and the guy, he, like, tries to grab her, uh, and he can't, like, grab her, but yeah. he just, like, his hand, it looks like he's trying to grab her boobs, but he just can't, <laughs> like, oh, force right. field, and then he, like, changes, like, angles, but still just his hands are just, like, chest level. <laughs> it was so funny. So, uh, Katsuo takes prisoners, and the gas uh, starts up again. I wrote creepy exit. Yeah, Kyoko gets away. Yes. Few of them in escape. The gas. But Katsuo takes some prisoners, but some of them escape, including Kyoko. And they put on some gas masks. And there's a gunfight, and one of the guys gets shot in spite of the fact that he's behind cover. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. He just jumps up and he's bleeding from a part of him that was hidden behind a pretty thick console. <laughs> But maybe that was just so they could already have him pre-bloodied. I don't know. Well, sometimes bullets go through shit. Just because you're standing behind something doesn't mean a bullet's not going to get you. That's true. But part of him was poking up, and they didn't shoot him in the part that was poking up. (laughs) (laughs) Never let him know your next move. (laughs) Captain and the crew escape in the rocket. And then we cut to some gold shoes on the beach. Is this Kyoko? At first, I thought it was Silver Dress Lady, but I think it's Kyoko under mind control. It is Kyoko. It's okay. Yeah, it is Kyoko. Is this, are you talking about the secret police scene? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's Kyoko. So later at someone's apartment, Dr. Yoshida and Katsuo are questioning Dr. Otani, who was captured in the fight. So Dr. Otani got mind controlled too. Mm-hmm. And they captured him. And they ask him, have you been brainwashed? And then he casually <laughs> jumps out a window oh my gosh the lands. dummy falling to his death is hysterical he lands face down on the beach and is dead and the alien i wrote alien but it's a katsuo katsuo kyoko sorry kyoko and some flunkies show up and they take dmc i don't know what that is and capture Katsuo and Yoshida. 
And yeah, then the special police arrived just out of nowhere. <laughs> and there's a gunfight. Yeah, I was like, what? This, what? What is a secret police? She yells, the secret police. And yeah. I was like, is that a thing? Apparently, it, it really is a secret because I did not know. That. Yeah. Uh, and yet she instantly knew who they were. So. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one of the guys tries to cut something out of uh, the doctor, Dr. Otani. Yeah, I, I was like, what the fuck? Like, why is he trying to cut him? I did not understand. Yeah, well, it turns uh, so out I was like, did I miss something? They're trying to remove the evidence of the control device that he was implanted with, uh-huh. which later... Well, then why wasn't he trying to cut, like, his ear? It looked like he was trying to cut him, like, his back. Uh, I don't know, but it is it's just sort of behind and below his ear, and some doctors cut it out later from his dead body it's a, a mini transmitter slash control device and they talk about well if he uses radio waves can we jam it and they're gonna search from the sky i guess they're gonna try and track down these radio waves by scanning from the sky and we see an old prospector yeah. who finds an old stone and then he sees is he, it a ufo yeah, he tracks he like he tracks like the radio wave to the stone yeah. right um, uh, maybe. Yeah, I think so. The stone turns out to have radio in it, so yeah. But I wasn't clear if he was looking for it specifically. He yeah, thinks he sure. sees a UFO, but it's the spaceship SY three, and it turns out he is that his son is one of the moon guys. Is it the main guy? Is it Katsuo? It does. He, he, or did he never I tell don't us? think. It never says. He, okay. he just he just says that his son is one of the guys that's up there, and the guy's like, "Oh, really? How's he doing?" <laughs> And he's like, fine. Like, they just stop and have this conversation about it. Yeah. But then he never says, like, who it is or, like, his name or anything. Yeah. And then a bus of scientists show up with scanners. And they determine that waves are coming from the stones. And there's a device mm-hmm. inside. There's a big meeting about finding objects all over the world with these little transmitters. So this is how they're controlling the monster. The monsters by implanting little devices into rocks around the world. <laughs> And they put out an APB on missing mind slaves. Then we see the police randomly checking people for implants, and they check Kyoko, Kyoko. but don't find one. Yeah, they're I, I, they're not doing a very great job. Well, checking. it turns out later they, that she hers aren't implanted. Her yeah, they're not directly implanted. They're on her earrings. <laughs> There's air raid sirens. Rodan is in District 7 and 8. Godzilla is in District 1. Manda arrives. Oh, the horror. <laughs> and the monsters tear shit up. Some of these districts seem pretty small, Fucking though, because they say the one monster's in one district and one's in the other, and then we see, the, we cut to them, and they're kind of next to each other. <laughs> so I don't know how big the districts are. But get ready to attack, and there's a missile launch. Then we hear various theme songs. As the various people go by, Yay! the Rodan theme song and the Godzilla one, and the SDF kind of have their own little theme song they always play when the army's rolling out, when the tanks and missiles are getting into position. Yeah, I love this part. I was getting so pumped up. I'm pretty sure my neighbors thought I was watching a football game. <laughs> I like especially when Baby Mothra came out. I was like screaming, like oh, 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 oh. Speaking of Mothra, Mothra is in District Five. And then we cut to nightfall, and the city is in ruins. This was all in Tokyo, which finally got what was coming to it. 
the people of Keylock have set up in Izu, where the hot springs have dried up. And they also have Baragon, I wrote. Kyoko shows up with a message for everyone. If you agree to let Keylock stay and obey their rules, the monsters will go away. I don't know what their rules are. I think these, this is another case of these aliens just need some place to live. And if they had mm-hmm. approached in a peaceful manner, we might have been able to absorb them. But no. <laughs> they gotta but they're, they're like, you're either going to do it our way or we're going to fucking kill yeah. all of you. <laughs> and I find it interesting they felt the need to create new aliens rather than have the Exilians return. Mm. But I guess the Exilians are like, no, nah, we tried that shit already. and It didn't work. Nah, we're good. You can have them and Ghidorah. Yeah. So uh, Katsuo rips her earrings out and bloodies her up a little bit while doing it. So, um, he, yeah, he tore them out pretty forcefully and she gets blood all over her neck and he shows that they're control devices and she can't remember anything. So how can be, yeah, yeah, you're just kidding. She really can't, (laughs) (laughs) she can't, but that's, yeah, that's not any use to us. And then the the Japanese defense force rolls out, uh, rocket tries to land, but Godzilla runs it off. And then the tanks attack Godzilla, and I don't know what they called it in your version. They kept saying Angus instead of Angiris, like he's a cow. He's an Angus beef, maybe. (laughs) No, they put Angiris in mine. Okay, Angiris shows up, and the rocket retreats. And then there's a flying saucer spotted headed towards OG. It's the Kelox. Fight it? Nope. Run. (laughs) And then Rodan appears to escort them away like he's you know a plane of a rival military and he escorts them out of the airspace <laughs> they even say oh, i'm telling Rodan. you Rodan really made his comeback yeah. in this movie he really did he had so I, many good like glory moments yeah i mean they even say oh Rodan is our escort <laughs> then at mount fuji the jd uh the jdf the japanese defense force searches on foot uh, I don't, I'm not sure what they're searching for this. I guess they're searching for the, the base, the Keelox base, and they see Godzilla. They're like, scatter! But it seems like Godzilla is sort of pointing them in the direction they need to go. He's kind of nodding his head like, Psst, over there, guys. Yeah, look over there. Yeah. yeah, I thought Godzilla's movement was so good in this movie. It was so different, I felt like, from any other movie. Like, he did good. The movement was really good when he was like daddy Godzilla, but in this one, he's like feisty, yeah. fighty Godzilla. So he like, <laughs> has like a lot more so they do find a like an air vent that leads to hidden base so they don't say anything out loud but it did seem like godzilla was trying to show them where it was Mm -hmm. that's how i'm going to interpret it so they go inside and then this door shuts behind them and they go in a little bit Mm -hmm. further into this you know cave thing and another door shuts behind them and then the silver clothed lady appears with a couple of backup singers on a monitor <laughs> <laughs> and she's like i lured you in here <laughs> and shows them the saucer hanger on the monitor and she wants to negotiate a peace she says but she then she really just threatens them so i don't know what the hell her plan is it's kind of all over the place i don't think she really yeah. completely thought it out meanwhile a control center what meanwhile a control center is constructed on august on um, monster island 
that's the there's an actual narrator comes in every now and then and he tells us that a control center is constructed on Agasara Island uh, and there's waves coming in from the moon sound waves radio waves some kind of energy waves coming from the moon yeah we find out that that's where the signal is actually coming from is from the moon yeah so I guess it's being broadcast from the moon down to the little rock hidden rock transmitters mm-hmm. and then yeah re- and then boosted from there the rocket makes an attack plan and a ufo chases and the rocket lands in a crater and flames jet out as it's it descends into a deep crater and as it goes down flames jet out of the crater walls but don't seem to actually do anything to them mm-hmm. uh, while the lady in silver watches and they escape. I, I kind of just found all of this to be super boring. Yeah. Like, I was just like, what? Like, what? what? I mean, we've definitely had it worse in other movies where, like, the human shit is really dramatic and doesn't have anything to do with monsters. So at least they, like, kept it to the kaijus in these moments of just, like, nothingness. Like, just kind of boring. Like, we're just doing weird nothing shit. Uh-huh. But... Uh, but still, I was just like, oh, come on. Get to it. Where are the monster fights? Oh. <laughs> well, they get out of the rocket and they, they escape from the rocket in some kind of moon car that they have with them and blast their way into the alien base. And the flames go out. And all the silver ladies pass out. <laughs> I'm not sure why. All the silver ladies. That's what I thought ladies. when I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I had the same thing in my head when I wrote it. Katsua and crew get out of the car to check out the base. Everything turns to black and white. Everything in the something, some kind of reaction happens in the base, and the stuff in there uh-huh. looks like it's black and white. But they're not. The astronauts are not in black and white. So I don't know what exactly is meant to have happened there. Uh-huh. But they say to destroy the equipment. Destroy. And then as they're doing that, we see these worm things on the ground that then burrow yeah. under, underneath stuff. And don't they say that those are the Kelax? It seems like that might be the Kelax true form. Yeah, because the temperature, they say something about like, the, because the temperature dropped, they had to like turn back like into their true form. They couldn't like continue to hold their human shape or whatever. I was like, oh, gross. It makes more sense that these aliens don't actually look exactly like human beings. Yeah. Uh, Then they find some glowing rock. What is it? I don't know. Let's take it to Earth. Seems like a bad idea. but. (laughs) And they have some trouble destroying the equipment. And here I wrote, why is Dr. Stevenson always in formal clothes? (laughs) (laughs) They rig up a beam to destroy the alien equipment. The circuit starts overheating. The wire actually starts to catch on fire. Mm-hmm. But they're like, keep going. They finally cut loose the thing that they were trying to shoot at. They're trying to separate some piece of machinery from the base that it's sitting on. Turns out it's the thing that's making the waves. When they finally cut it loose, the waves stop and they leave. So somehow they knew this was the piece of machinery they needed to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And somehow because of this, Earth HQ can now control the monsters. I don't <laughs> Not sure why. They, I guess they set up their own radio waves. I don't know. But that's what happens. There's a meeting about the Keylocks, but Frozen? What's Frozen? 
The key locks are alive but frozen. Uh, I guess they mean the ones on the moon. Weren't you saying something about them being frozen? Yeah. Well, they weren't sure if they were alive. They're right. like, are they alive? I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> but they're frozen for now. <laughs> so Godzilla is now in Tokyo, but under UN control, I think. News And there's a news reporter waiting for the monsters to show up. Yeah, this guy just standing at, I guess, what's the designated battleground, <laughs> waiting for monsters to show up. <laughs> And he's the one that's like, it's Godzilla. No, it's just the son of Godzilla. And there's Godzilla and Mothra. And then he calls it Angelus. So whoever's in charge of the dubbing was being inconsistent. Manda, Baragon, Gorosaurus, Spiga all come to the base of Mount Fuji to attack the people of Keylock. And then Rodan shows up last. There's no reaction from the Keylocks. Then we spot a UFO, but... It's Ghidorah! Ghidorah! It's King Ghidorah! Which so, he looks great in this movie, but for whatever reason, his sound sucked in this movie. He's like, yeah. it seemed like he was a little bit more high-pitched. Hmm. That was awful. They mentioned Ghidorah is not from Earth, but control section is out. And the Keylocks call up to taunt us. The reporter gives a running commentary on the fight. And here we have the big monster fight. Yay! Here it is. The Battle <laughs> Royale. All the monsters ganging up and jumping Ghidorah's bitch ass. And Gears bites one of Ghidorah's necks. and you get a little blood? I was surprised it was red blood, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay, all right. Because usually it was like purple or blue or green yeah. or something weird. And he gets pulled up into the air and then <laughs> dropped. It's pretty epic. Because one of the other heads bites him and, and pulls him loose, and he falls down and lands pretty hard. And Son of Godzilla gives a very big reaction when that happens. I found it amusing. He's like, oh, no. He yeah, puts that's, his hand, that's pretty much all he does. The, yes. the whole movie is uh, react. Well, he comes in at the end. He comes in to do a big finish at the end. Uh, and Gears hits hard and causes a landslide, which exposes part of the base, under the like dome-like base underneath the... Um, dirt mm-hmm. on the side of the mountain. And then Anguirus runs away. <laughs> He's like, okay, I did my thing. My job here's done. Good luck, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Godzilla fights and pulls Ghidorah down, and then Anguirus comes back. Gorosaurus does a drop kick. There's lots of stomping and biting, and everybody just sort of dogpiles on Ghidorah. And then Manila does his little smoke ring atomic breath and does a ring yeah. toss. <laughs> Does a ring toss with it right around Ghidorah's neck, which seems to finish him off when it sort of pops around his neck, or at least that one head. Mothra and Spiga both spit silk, and Manila does a victory pose on top of the body. (laughs) Then Rodan gets hit by some kind of fireball-burning monster thing from space. Hiya, dragon! (laughs) And then I wrote, at HQ, hide! Burning monster destroys base. Silver Lady calls the other HQ to taunt, and then Godzilla finds the underground base, the the part that was exposed earlier, and smashes One into a Kool Aid Man style. Part. I love this part of the movie when she's all like calling and being a bitch and like nana nana boo booing them, and then she yeah. hears Godzilla's roar and she like her face. She's all oh shit, <laughs> like oh no, <laughs> like yeah, suck it, nerd. <laughs> Somebody mentions that the monsters 
will fight even with no control machine. The key yeah, the base... monsters have completely taken over. They know who the enemy is, and they're just yeah. fighting to fight the good fight. Yeah. The, the um, Keylock base collapses. There's lots of explosions. And Ghidorah's body falls into the ground. Big crevice opens underneath him, and he just falls in there. Uh, saved? Not yet. A fire dragon will be back soon. There's some kind of fire dragon that shows up. Mm-hmm. And Katsuo goes to fight it in the ship. Uh, yeah, this is the burning monster that destroyed the base that I mentioned. They yeah. start calling it a fire dragon. Uh, and he's got just happens to have some kind of cooling missile. <laughs> but then it misfires. The second time works though, and the dragon. But then the dragon lands on top of the ship, and they do a lot of loop de loops to throw it off. And then it turns out it was just a saucer. One of the key yeah. Then we saucers. realize it's not a dragon at all. Yeah, it cools off enough for them to see it's a saucer underneath. They shoot it down. More explosions. Worm escapes. And I wrote, "Are they the Keylock's true form?" So I don't think anybody ever explicitly states that's exactly what's happening, but it seems to be what it is. And then everything is peaceful, yeah. and all the monsters are back on Monster Island. The end. Yay! So, oh. what do we think of this one, honeybee? Well, man, I was really freaking excited for this one. And I feel like maybe I was too excited because I was a little <laughs> bit disappointed. Oh, I know it was still good, but I just like felt like there wasn't at, for as much as I feel like there was just so much potential with as many monsters were in this movie, and then the monster fight didn't even happen to like the last maybe like fifteen minutes of the film. That was like it was just like oh come on! I just didn't feel like there was enough battle royale for me. And then like destroy all monsters. Like no, it, it how many times were we gonna kill Ghidorah and and call it the end of the world? Anyways, I was just a little bit disappointed. But also, it was still good, and I was happy to see everybody. And like I said, Rodan made a good comeback. The monsters' movements were fantastic in this movie. I loved Godzilla. The, I loved his costume, the way he moved. The spider, Spiga, the way that the spider moved at the end. There's this like little part where it's just like the spider moving. He looks so good. So there were a lot of really good things too. But I was just slightly disappointed because I felt like I was expecting a little more action. A little more monster shit, but it was good. It was good. I'm, I was just a little. I had really high expectations. <laughs> well, what rating are you going to give it? Uh, I'm going to give it a three. Okay. Yeah, this was like the Avengers of monster movies. Yeah. I enjoyed seeing all the monsters together. Yeah. I I think I'm also going to give it a three, but I think I maybe even though we're giving it the same rating, I think I liked it more than you did. Yeah, I, I, w- so. I don't. I didn't feel disappointed. I didn't have any sense of disappointment. I think it was kind of exactly what I was expecting. Nice. It was. It was good. Good fun. The, the storyline was good. I like the final shot of Godzilla and his son standing at the monster, uh, standing on the island, <laughs> yeah. looking yeah. up at the camera as peace is restored. I like that. Yeah, so that next week will be Gamera versus Viras which should be available on Amazon, on Amazon Prime. 
Uh, it might oh, also yeah. be on Tubi or Pluto, or a couple of those things. So look around. The week after that will be All Monsters Attack. Prepare to be disappointed oh, for now. Sake. Do not go into that one with too high expectations, honeybee. Lower yeah, your expectations for that one. We'll discuss why when we get to it. But it is a little yeah. bit of a of a letdown. Uh, did you tell me? <laughs> did you tell me you had finally seen some of Super Giant Robot Brothers? No, I just downloaded it, but I still haven't watched oh, it. Oh, okay. You said something enthusiastic that made me think you'd actually watch yeah, it. Yeah, because I downloaded it um, when we the last time we recorded, which was like two uh-huh. days ago. I, I downloaded some episodes, and as I was downloading it, you know, I, I saw the preview, and I was like, oh, this looks so good. So I was just telling okay. you that I was really excited because it looks so good, but I haven't actually gotten to watching it yet. Oh, okay. You said something about being in love with it, so I thought that meant you'd actually watched it. Oh, no, I just watched the preview. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, we'll get to that when we get to it. Uh, but, yeah, check that one out on Netflix if you haven't already, folks. Yes. Um, something else you should see is the new Jordan Peele movie, Nope. I don't want to, like, give any spoilers or anything, but you should watch it because it <laughs> could potentially have a giant monster. Oh, okay. Keep an eye out for that. That is all yeah. I am saying. All righty then. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, I'm going to check that out as soon as I'm able to. I'm not looking to pay 20 bucks just to rent it right now. Yeah, it's really fucking good. Oh, it's good. All right, then. Well, folks, that'll do it for us for now, for this week. Oh, I you little monsters. <laughs> Until next time, remember to keep calm and seek shelter in basements. And please don't misuse me. We will not see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Funtime Go. Bye. You've been listening to Monster Movie Funtime Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacato Folk Rock Punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mnftg. Funtime Go!